Welcome back to the KPL Podcast. I am your host, Shagisha. It's August. Can you believe that the summer is going to start winding down? Also, summer reading is winding down. The last day to log in pages or do your challenges is August 8th. That's your last day. And so if you're doing the podcast challenge, the secret word is ocean. Once again, the word is ocean. And this week on the podcast, we have author Ashley Poston talking about her new book, The Dead Romantics. So let's dive into the interview. Our guest today is best-selling YA author Ashley Poston. Her books have appeared on the Indie Next list multiple times and have been featured in Teen Vogue, Seventeen, Entertainment Weekly, Hypable, BuzzFeed, and Goodreads Choice Awards. She's here to talk about her adult debut, The Dead Romantics. Welcome to the KPL Podcast. Thank you. It's so lovely to be here. So tell us about The Dead Romantics. The Dead Romantics is my ode to ghost romances. It is about a uh, young woman who no longer believes in love, who finds herself haunted by her very sexy and very recently dead editor. Because, oh yeah, by the way, she's a ghostwriter for a pretty famous romance novelist. So not believing in love is kind of not great for her right now because she's trying to finish a book and it's just not working. <laughs> And then she's haunted by the ghost of her recently deceased editor. <laughs> yes, her, her very broody, very, very good looking recently deceased <laughs> editor. So it's a grave situation. <laughs> Pun intended? Pun intended. <laughs> well, what inspired this story? I wanted to write something new. I've always loved ghost stories, but especially ghost romances. Um, and I just felt, uh, it was what January of 2020, I think. And we were right before it was right before the pandemic started, I think. Um, and I just really, I just really wanted to, to write something new. And I had had this idea for a really long time. And then I actually began writing it as a fanfic. And then I got uh, two chapters in and I was like, no, no, wait, wait, I want to, I, I want to try this for real. Uh, most of my books start out as fanfics actually, until I'm like, oh no, I, I like this idea. This, this is actually working pretty well. Um, let me like pull the, pull the plot out and like, you know, figure out the world and characters and let's try this again. So uh, that's kind of how it came about. And I was also struggling a bit with um, with the recent passing of a very close uh, family member of mine. So it was kind of a really cathartic uh, conversation with myself about like love and grief and how they're just so similar. I love that your books start out as fan fiction. <laughs> Thank <That's> you. <laughs> uh, I mean, because a, a lot of people are like oh fan fiction it's you know and I'm like no fan fiction is totally real right <laughs> fan fiction is great I I always say that if uh that if you want to be a writer definitely um like if you like fan fiction start out with fan fiction because it's a great way to like you know you know stretch your writing muscles and like learn new like uh, ways to to convey emotion and different like tenses and different ways to write scenes I think it's really fun who is the uh, inspiration for for this story? Who? What was the original fan fan fiction? I am not going to say, <laughs> but I, I will. I will say that you can look at a few names that are still in the Dead Romantics, and you can one hundred percent guess. Okay. 
okay, I'm totally going to look into that. So, <laughs> so the main character, Florence, uh, is a ghostwriter for like a big romance author. Do you have personal experience with ghostwriting? I do not have personal experience with ghostwriting. Um, I have a few friends who are ghostwriters, so I did talk to them a bit about ghostwriting. Um, it's just not something that I've had the chance to do yet. I would, I would love to ghostwrite for a famous romance author someday. I mean, who, who wouldn't? Uh, but, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of explore um, imposter syndrome, and I felt that ghostwriting was a really great vehicle to do that with. Now, Florence's family owns a funeral parlor. Uh, parlor. Uh, what kind of research did you have to do for that? And did you find out anything interesting or surprising? I did a lot of research on uh, family-owned funeral homes and funeral parlors uh, because uh, because family-owned ones are like operate a bit different than more uh, corporate ones or or ones that like have a few different locations. Um, and so uh, and so yeah, I, I I learned a lot of the ins and outs. I had a family member who worked in one uh, for a while. Um, but most of the things that I learned about, uh, the funeral home and the business didn't really make it into the dead romantics because Florence wants really nothing to do with her family's business. It's her sister who wants, uh, to inherit the business. Um, so the things I learned about, um, about like the business and like how to prepare bodies and like what goes into wakes and everything, I didn't really include because it's not something that, uh, that Florence and we get the story from her, her point of view, um, it's not something that she would necessarily know or um, or be interested in. But at least it gave you a nice background to like get the whole sense of what the 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 funeral parlor might be like, right? Oh, absolutely. And I, I I did embellish a little bit with like the funeral parlor itself because I'm like, what if it was like a Victorian house, and what if it was just like super gothic themed and kind of like shades of the Adams family? So. <laughs> Nice. Adam's family as a funeral parlor. It's perfect. <laughs> I, I mean, Morticia and Gomez Adams are just like, they are true love. <laughs> relationship goals, ultimate relationship goals is those two. So absolutely. I, I 100% agree. Florence is a romance writer who's given up on love. Do you think being a romantic is necessary to write great romance? And do you consider yourself a romantic? I, that's a re- that's a really hard question. Um, I think that you don't have to be a romantic to write romances per se, but I think you have to believe in the in like the like. I say it's like the magic of love because like romance, uh, like romances sell you a happily ever after, which is something that we really don't get in, in real life. And so I think in some points you have to believe in like the fantasy of, of a romance, the, the like, you know, you know, two people across space and time will find each other and fall in love and it's a happily ever after. Um, so I don't think you need to be a romantic in the sense of like believing in like true love but I think you need to be a romantic in the sense of like believing that like anything is possible like the the impossible can happen yeah so do you consider yourself a romantic oh <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget that one yep. I was trying to dodge that one yep. um <laughs> I want to say no but I just, my, my AO3 profile is like, nah, you lying girl. No, no. So I, I'm absolutely a romantic. 
I think it'd be really difficult to write without having some elements of, of being a romantic. Yeah, it's since I um since I am ace, uh like I I love the like emotional parts of romance, not much, not so much like the physical aspects of it. So I really love like finding new ways to like pull those like emotional strings and like make like the tensions like really palatable because that's like that's my bread and butter. That's what I want to read about. So that's what I try to do. I love it. <laughs> what do you hope readers take away from your book? I hope they find it a little funny and a little sad, I guess. It's definitely one of my, it is my favorite book that I've ever written. It's I really love it and I hope readers take away um, a bit of romance and, you know, a bit of joy, I guess, mm-hmm. um, because that's the one thing that I was really looking for when I was writing The Dead Romantics. Um, I wanted I wanted people to take away joy because losing um, someone and a family member and in the book, Florence loses her father, who was like a big proponent for like what she did in her writing. And like, he like loved her blindly, right? He, he, he loved her through everything. And so, um, so I wanted to like explore, oh, explore ways to, to like keep that, that love alive when like the person is no longer there. Um, so I really hope like people come out of come through the other side of the dead romantics, kind of like happy and hopeful and have a little bit, a bit more joy in their life. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> this is your like first adult novel. You usually write YA. And uh, did you find the writing process to be much different or was it m- much the same to writing a young adult novel? It really wasn't all that different. So YA novels are all about firsts, like first love or like first time away from your family for an extended period, first time leading a revolution, you know, things like that. <laughs> um, and uh, and adult books are you you find the characters like after after like the the brightness of like life has worn off right when they're like in the middle of their third love or they're trying to get through just like their midlife crisis basically right um it's they they, they've they're, they're worn down a little more and they're a little more worldly and it's not so much about like a first or finding where they fit into the world but it's how they operate inside that world and what they take away from from the world around them so that's that's the most uh that's like the most difference the most difference I I I word somehow who knows (laughs) that's that's a that's that's the yeah that's kind of the way I went into writing the the adult book and that makes complete sense because yeah, I like how you're like, and then you know you're writing adults, and they're they <laughs> they're beat down, and it's like eh, that's true, it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, I'm not saying that like teenagers don't get depressed; they do. Goodness yeah. knows, I was an anxious and very depressed teenager. But like, there's like a little more spice to it when you get to adulthood. You're like, ooh, I need those that brain candy today. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I I completely understand. It's yeah. The, the just just a different like you're seeing the characters at different points in their life so you know and that's just the difference so maybe that's why so many of us adults love reading young adult books <laughs> because yeah. it gives you that like feeling of the first again you get that you know you're feeling that spark and seeing it again through those eyes because you don't get that anymore because you're an adult 
Yeah. So. It's like, you've been through it. It's like, you've been burned by it. And so you're like, oh, this, I know this spark is going to burn me, yeah. but like the, but like when you're reading YA, it's like, it's all new and hopeful. And it's like something, it's like this, there's so many more possibilities in YA it feels like. So I wanted to try and like find new possibilities in like adult romances. So. Awesome. Uh, what are you working on now? Uh, anything that you're, are you free to share? Um, I don't know what I can share. Uh, I know there, um, I am working on another, um, adult book. I'm not sure how much I can share about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some of some other things I, I'm not done with YA yet. So there's going to be some things coming through the pipeline with that. And, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try and make like Hannah Montana and like have the best of both worlds. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of authors, like, at least it seems like recently that have, you know, mainly written children's or YA, they are doing their first adults like Mm -hmm. recently. I don't know if it was like the pandemic being like, we need to do something new or something, but uh, yeah. Then, then you can write in all you know, the whole spectrum of ages and, and it probably keeps things fresh, right? <laughs> it, it does. Yeah. And like, I, um, like, this isn't my first, like, foray into adult, uh, before I wrote YA, I was, I was going to write adult. Um, but then I just like stumbled into some, some, some YA stories and I'm, and I like wrote those first, but I've, I've always like, I've always gravitated around, um, wanting to to publish adult for as long as I've had my career so I'm finally I'm finally able to do it I'm so excited <laughs> yay <laughs> so um a question we ask uh, pretty much all of our authors uh is what are you reading right now or what would you recommend we read I right now I am reading um the undertaking of heart and mercy by Megan Bannon it is so wonderful. It is a soft, wonderful fantasy in the vein of Diana Wynne Jones and TJ Klune. And it is just so soft and warm. I keep using those same two descriptors, but that's exactly what it is. And the romance is very like India Holton and it is so good. And I want everyone to read it. Is it an adult or a YA? Because I believe that, does she write both? The name sounds familiar. She, she, she does write both and she's definitely Hannah Montanaing it as well. This is her okay. first adult novel. Okay. Uh, so yes. And she brings all of her like lovely YA sensibilities to, to adults. And it's just, oh, it's just so good. I love it so much. So our guest today is Ashley Poston and her novel, The Dead Romantics is available right here at the Kirkwood Public Library and wherever romantic books are sold. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much. This was was so lovely. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Ashley. So let's talk a little bit more about ghost romances. I haven't read very many, but the one that I remember the most is Someone to Love by Judy Devereaux. This is part of her Montgomery Taggart series, and I believe it is book number 28 in the series. So the main character is Jace Montgomery. And Jace Montgomery is nephew to Michael Taggart, who was the main character in the book Sweet Liar by Judy Devereaux. So just to give you a little bit of context, if you're familiar with the series at all. Anyway, getting back to someone to love. So the story opens with Jace Montgomery, who is still grieving for the loss of his fiance. 
She committed suicide three years ago, and he doesn't know why. Except recently he discovered a picture and a note in a book that belonged to her. So the picture is of a house in England, and in the back it says, I'll see you there, and has a date. The day after the date was the day that Stacy, his fiancé, committed suicide. So he has to know what happened, because he never had the answers. So he buys the house and moves into the house. The house is haunted by a ghost. And basically, I won't give much more away about the story. This is a sweet, romantic story. Judy Devereaux is actually a really good storyteller, and I've always, I've read many of her books and love them all. With the help of a local journalist, he is trying to solve the mystery of both the past as to why this ghost is haunting the house and also why his fiance killed herself. Now, another author who writes ghost romances is Nora Roberts. She's actually got two trilogies based on ghosts. The one trilogy is the Garden Trilogy. The titles of the three books are Blue Dahlia, Black Rose, and Red Lily. Now, there is an evil ghost that is haunting the house owned by one of the main characters, Braz. The books do need to be read in order in order to understand the ghost and the mystery around the ghost. Each book represents a different couple and their romance and how they fall in love. Nora Roberts is also another great writer, and I also enjoy many of her books. The second trilogy that she's written is the In Boonesboro trilogy. This one has a happy ghost who's full of mischief and is actually trying to bring the couples together. So the ghost is not as vengeful as the Garden Trilogy ghost. This particular ghost wants to see people fall in love. Three brothers buy a house, an old house, that they are going to renovate and turn into a bed and breakfast. The ghost makes her appearance as the renovations are happening, and she tries to help the couples get together. So each book is about one of the brothers and how they find their love interest and fall in love with her. I like reading romances. I like the escape that they bring, and I also enjoy reading all the different subgenres of romances that are out there. Ghost romances are a lot of fun. I like a little bit of the supernatural element to it, a little bit of fantasy, and a nice escape from everyday life. Anyway, well, those are my three, or actually seven books. What do you think? And uh, is there a favorite that you have? We would love to hear from you. Please write to us at podcast at kirkwoodpubliclibrary.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned next week when we talk to Addison Armstrong about her book, The War Librarian. I leave you with the following quote. In one aspect, yes, I believe in ghosts, but we create them. We haunt ourselves. Lori Halsey Anderson, Winter Girls is the title of the novel where the quote comes from. Thank you for listening.